Wednesday, June 30th, 2021. Welcome to episode 55 of the Avidity Fitness Podcast. Last week we talked about weight loss teas and diet teas, stuff like that. We mainly focused on the marketing schemes behind the industry and how they mislead the average customer dramatically. Check that episode out if you haven't yet already, especially if you've ever thought about trying this type of supplementation. Since it has to do with weight loss and the term weight loss is even in the title of the episode, I think the content will naturally get deadened. I don't think I'm necessarily shadow banned, but I notice anytime I do an episode on eating, diets, or weight loss specifically, the episode doesn't reach as many people as other episodes. The terms and services for all the social media platforms are constantly evolving making it hard to keep up with what is and isn't frowned upon to be discussed. It makes the lines really blurry for what is actually acceptable. I get it to a certain extent. I understand that there should be some type of system in place that protects people from harmful advice. But to me, there is a glaring issue in the fact that progressive ideologies are protected, causing ridiculous content that dangerously encourages bad habits to become extremely popular and even profitable. We talk about the rise in mental illness and obesity all of the time because the statistics are a very real thing. And I'm not here telling anyone they are bad people. I didn't start this fitness company to put people down. But the mukbang phenomenon is legitimately disgusting. Food has seemingly began to control every aspect of our lives. The last thing we need to do in our free time is watch someone else consume their food. The thing that baffles me most about the mukbang revolution is how they aren't considered violating the terms and services of platforms like YouTube. YouTubers, well, YouTube's posting policy against eating disorders is defined as, quote, content that praises, glorifies, or encourages viewers to imitate anorexia or other eating disorders. Eating disorders are characterized by abnormal or disturbed eating habits which negatively affect a person's health, unquote. Today we're going to talk about how mukbangs violate that entire statement and how harmful they can be for society. As always, please reach out if you are struggling with depression or low mood, and remember that you are not alone. Please do not give up. Message me if you need to. Share this episode, follow us on social media, leave a review on Apple Podcasts, all of that good stuff, and let's talk about yucky mukbangs. The Avidity Fitness Podcast. Mukbang. The word is a portmanteau of the Korean words for eating and broadcast. It is basically an eating show in which a host consumes various quantities of food while interacting with the audience. It originated in South Korea sometime around 2010 and since then has become a worldwide trend, making YouTubers extremely rich. These people are literally buying two and a half million dollar penthouses using the money they made from spreading influence towards metabolic catastrophe. There are serious health problems that are quickly becoming the norm in society worldwide 
and those problems directly correlate with our excessive need for processed foods and our inability to control portions as well as manage overall caloric intake. Without hating on the hustle of these binge-eating hustlers, I just want to know how YouTube can pass these videos off as harmless or even promote them in a lot of cases. If your policy of posting goes directly against content that imitates eating disorders, abnormal or disturbed eating habits which negatively affect a person's health, then every single mukbang video should be deleted off of YouTube and all future uploads should be banned forever because eating 10,000 calories of fast food in one sitting is disturbing as fuck and as abnormal of an eating habit that one could have. You've probably seen some of these videos or at least heard of them or seen the thumbnail of a suggested video um, because that happens all the time and I don't know why. I don't watch videos of food at all on YouTube. I don't watch mukbangs. I occasionally will look up a nice restaurant to see if they have any content on their chef or um, you know what they're doing there and that's about it and that's that's even rare so I don't know how in the fuck I'm getting mukbangs suggested to me. It probably has to do with the fitness algorithm or the nutrition algorithm that's connected to some of the things that I've you know, searched and watched before, but it it still makes no sense to me on how um, extreme eating is being suggested to me. Um, so you you've probably seen them in your suggestions, maybe. And anyways, they literally sit down and record themselves eating a gigantic pile of pizza and tacos, or a huge table full of fast food burgers or something like that, noodles. They'll have, you know, 50 packets of noodles that they cook and they try to eat it all in, in one sitting for the camera. As if society needs more encouragement to continue overeating ourselves. There is a real problem with our relationship to food and there's no way rewarding gluttony the way YouTube does will help us. You can even follow the careers of some of the most influential YouTubers in this field and see how bad their health suffers from when they first started making videos to wherever they are now. Like um, Nicholas Perry. He goes by the name of Nico Cotto, okay? And this I heard his name. People asked me about him years ago, and um, I knew nothing about him. I, I didn't know who he was. I didn't know what he did. And um, when somebody was asking me what I think, like how he stays skinny, I looked him up one time uh, and found out that he posts binge eating videos. And, you know, I didn't I didn't watch any video. I kind of skimmed through a few videos just to see what he was all about. And it it was repulsive to me. I it was the first time that I had seen that type of uh uh, content I haven't I hadn't seen I'd seen like hot dog eating contests on ESPN when I was younger and that was about it I, I hadn't seen any actual like independent content creators making money off of destroying their health the way that he was so I didn't get into it too much I just remember thinking in the back of my head well this guy is you know all 
off a little bit, you know, there's something wrong with them, you know, and that's no hate, no hate. It's just, this isn't normal. That's what I thought when I watched it. Like, this is not normal. Um, If you're wondering how he stays skinny, uh, you're wondering the wrong things. You should be wondering why he's even doing any of that to begin with, because it's so unhealthy. It's so damaging to the body. It's just, it's disgusting. So that's when I found out about the guy. And I just put his name in the back of my head and I would hear about him every once in a while. I'd see his name in in the news or something. Um, when he talked to Men's Health Magazine, I remember seeing about that. And just kind of on my radar a little bit throughout the years. Uh, so now I, I, I decided I'd cover him a little bit because he's one of the most polarizing American muckbangers there is. Um, from what I gathered in my research. So, uh, yeah, you can follow, like, how his health declined. He Okay, so N- Nicholas Perry, he goes by the name Nico Cotto. He is a current American Internet celebrity. He's amassed well over half a billion views on videos titled things like Massive Dairy Queen Feast with Cheese Sauce and Massive Cheesecake Factory Feast with Hungry Fat Chick. What is wild is that he started out as a vegan lifestyle vlogger. He was posting videos all about the vegan lifestyle and he wasn't getting any traction and he later announced a departure from the vegan community and eventually went on to say the reason for leaving was because he was suffering really bad health issues, things like vitamin B12 deficiency. He even said something about, like, his teeth were, like, rotting out or something like that. And soon after he left the vegan community, he began to upload mukbang videos where he was just eating insane amounts of food on camera, which increased his popularity dramatically. Over the years, his fans have described a roller coaster of what seems to be physical and mental health issues. He even stated himself that he experiences mania as a result of his junk food diet. And his fans say that his videos show melodramatic outbursts and even self-hatred. He's told Men's Health Magazine that he suffers from erectile dysfunction, which attributes to his he attributes it to his binge eating. Um, and like I said, I don't know all that much about the guy and I truly wish him all the best. I'm not here to put him down. I just want to show social media's hypocrisy. They allow and promote channels like his when it clearly goes against their own policies and they clearly depict extremely, his videos at least, depict extremely dangerous lifestyles, um, when it comes to the eating and overall behavior. They they allow someone to continue to create content when it is evident that the creation of said content is literally stripping away at the health and wellness of the content creator, but they will shut down any attempt at opening a conversation against certain social movements that protect the creation of that content. The fact that I even feel the need to dance around words and terms the way that I am right now should be proof that there are serious flaws in the system. I want this to hopefully reach more people than just my friends and family, but I know for a fact that the certain terms that I want to speak against, if I were to say them, it could possibly get this conversation shadow banned 
you know, if I say them directly. So truthfully, as nasty and unnecessary as mukbangs are, I think you should be allowed to do them if you really want to. So my issue is not with mukbangs themselves. My issue is with the social movements that protect things like mukbangs, if that makes sense. And I read a couple different psychological studies they did evaluating mukbangs, and I get that the culture is a little bit different in Asian in Asia than it is here. It's way more gluttonous here, it seems. In Asia, I was reading that they do it a lot more for like social constructs, people that eat like live and eat alone um, for the majority of their life. Uh, they find comfort when they watch other people eating. You know, when they sit down for dinner, they can watch one of the Asian mukbangs and it it gives them comfort and there there's some things like that that's a little different than than what we do in America but still even then um you know the studies are small because this has only been a a like a thing for what 11 years now so the studies that they have are are in real small supply and more studies need to be done but the studies that they have done show some positive benefit in some areas but the the negative consequences seem to far outweigh the positive and you know nonetheless i truly believe this stuff can influence society a bit more heavier than a lot of people realize we need to shift back away from so much comfort and stop celebrating laziness and indulgence we have to try and live a little more naturally in whatever small ways that we can and not eating a week's worth of food in one day is a very easy way to be more natural because we never did that before and like i always say i have no hate i'm just expressing my thoughts and i think when it comes to mukbangs nobody should be doing it or watching it it just seems very unhealthy either way whether you're watching it or you're participating in it scoping medical reviews have argued that individuals were susceptible to consuming more than they normally would if they see another individual consuming a large high calorie meal because of social comparison and mimicry they also theorized that watching mukbang videos might easily lead to higher than normal consumption another doctor claimed that these videos could promote problematic eating and food practices among both the mukbangers and the viewers she also claimed that this phenomenon damaged South Korea's relationship with food and hunger by normalizing overconsumption of food. Furthermore, than faci facilitating eating disorders, scientific reviews show that mukbang watching could also cause problematic sexual behaviors and internet addiction. And that's all I'm trying to say. All I'm trying to say is that normalizing overconsumption of food is causing us problems this stuff is not normal binge eating for monetary gain is not normal youtube banning open conversation is not normal mukbangs are not normal what's up fit fam thank you for listening to episode 55 of the avidity fitness podcast I hope you can use these episodes to help you stay motivated and keep on track to reach your health and fitness goals. 
Share this episode if you want to help grow our little community here. Grab some merch at avidityfit.com. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram. Leave some comments or message me what topics you would like me to cover. Email me your questions about fitness and stuff, and I will answer them on the show. A few people emailed me a while back, but that's all I've ever really gotten. So I just want to like put it out there and let you all know that I would love to give you shout-outs with your questions or I can answer them anonymously. Anonymously, it doesn't matter. Um, that option is there. Like I, I, I have a coaching number that I've blasted out, and I have my email that's always attached to each show notes. Um, and I put it out there. It's fitnessforeveryperson at gmail dot com. You can send me whatever questions you have. If you need advice, or you want to have a discussion about something in your life that relates to health or fitness, and that that's anything. That could be mental health physical health, spiritual health, emotional health, you know, sexual health. I know a little bit about that. Um, This is what I do. I'm always reading. I'm always doing some type of research on all things health and fitness. Like, this is what I do. So if you have questions, if you want a shout out, if you want, um, yeah, uh, we we can do that. We can have open conversations on the show. And like I said before, uh, I'm I've been discussing uh, doing like a live show like once a month, so that'll be another opportunity that you can hop in and and have like live conversations with me. Uh, so we haven't really figured out how we're gonna do that yet, but it's definitely something that we wanna we wanna try out. So um, just remember that. If you if you have questions, send them to me. I got you. And the, and those of you that have reached out for some help, you know, you know firsthand that I'll do what I can. Like literally, just uh peel peel behind the curtain so you can get a peek. One of my um my bosses from a long time ago when I had first graduated high school and stuff, and I was working, you know, a little bullshit um, retail job. But I had a I had a manager there that was really she was um like a motherly figure, you know. She was she was older at the time, you know, she was I don't know how old she was. I think she was a grandma at the time. But she had a lot of uh anyways, it doesn't matter. She she just recently reached out to me. It's been maybe like I don't know, ten years since I seen her last. Maybe not that long, but something like that. Um, it's been a while. And um yeah, she reached out to me. She she needs help like strengthening her core and loosening up like her really tight back muscles and stuff like that. So yeah, I've, I've been going back and forth with her. Forth with her, I wrote her up a a nice simple three day program to to get her moving and, and try to strengthen her core up a bit. And um, yeah, that's all for free. I'll stay in touch with her. I'll make sure that. Uh, the progress is going well if uh, we need to change things, if we need to make things more intense or, or maybe back off some things a little bit. Um, it's just free advice, you know. I didn't give her actual programming or anything like that, but I gave her some some easy, simple modalities that she can implement into her daily life that will most likely, you know, help her quality of life. And that's what I'm here to do. I just want to help people figure out what's best for them. But 
workout programmings are coming soon. I just need to buckle down and and get that all laid out on the website so you can sign up. And I think I've mentioned it before. I, I really want to have a video library of all the different exercises on the website. So when I when I give the workout program, you know, if you have questions on how to do something, you can just go right to the website and bang, it's right there. So that that's the plan right now for the personal training moving forward. Um, until then, like I said, you have questions, you, you need a little bit of help, email me, message me, whatever. Uh, and, and yeah, follow Facebook and Instagram. That's where I'm at. Uh, share my content if you don't mind. Share this episode if you don't mind. Tell your mama. Tell your daddy. Tell your friends. Anyways, it, it, I gotta go. I gotta go. It's time to work out. I gotta go. Stay healthy. I'll be back next week, guys. Love you.